get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's the only way City knows how to play. Oh, that's completely given away. And it's an equalizer. In a word. Chaos. down City SC on the opening drive in our weekly segment we like to call Controlled Chaos. Brought to you by Keystone Event Staffing. Better people mean better events. Vasilev with a corner. St. Louis's fourth of this scoreless game. A deterrence there. Pockets there. They got another one. Ruben standing over the free kick for St. Louis City. What started off to be a fairy tale has become business, right? Uh, it sparked an appetite, a hunger for more. Um, and when I see the players, the way they perform tonight, knowing that there's a little break coming up, knowing that there's League's Cup, knowing you know, that essentially from a mental standpoint, you can at least switch off for a few days, right? So this has been massively important for us. Bradley Carnell, head coach of St. Louis City SC, joins us now on the Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN with Brooke Grimsley and Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. I'm Randy Carricker. And Bradley, thanks for joining us this morning. How are you doing? Very well, and you, Randy. Thanks for having me this morning. We're thrilled to have you with us. Why is your team so resilient? Why does it deal with adversity so well? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. I think, uh, you know, I think it's the chemistry and the culture we've built uh, within this team and uh, then the individuals and uh, the desire and the hunger for more and setting high standards. Um, and, and whether we're playing ping pong, you know, before training or whether we're on the field uh, in training or whether we're playing competitive games, there just seems to be a willingness and, and, uh, and a hunger to, to succeed. It was, must be nice getting back Leuven as well in that game that you guys had. What does his return mean for you guys? Yeah, he's he, he's been on our door every single day, you know, wanting more minutes. And <laughs> we don't want to make any <laughs> rash decisions and mistakes and, you know, get him too soon, too early on the field. And um, we're trying to progress him along <clears throat> in, a, in the best way possible for the players' health uh, interest as well. So, you know, but you, you see, when he gets on the field, he's a difference maker, right? So um, we know we're going to have great times with Edu down the stretch here. Uh, getting him those sort of targeted minutes uh, were really vital for his progressions. And uh, it's a joy to watch. And when he's on a dead ball situation like he was the other night, um, you almost think you got a half a chance. And definitely that was the case on the other night. And uh, very happy for him to come back. Just these moments of success, uh, you know, brings our group one step forward as, as well as his, like, mentality, his desire, his confidence in his body again. So, you know, to see him operating, I would say, still at 60, 70, 80 percent, um, you know, gives us much hope for, for down the stretch here. You all are, are playing really well right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you talked about earlier about having a little bit of a break coming up. What does that break look like for you all? And, and does training still take place or are guys going to get just full rest while this time is taking place? Yeah, great question. So, you know, we gave the guys three days off straight away after the game. Um, we'll have a training session on Wednesday, uh, except uh, Roman Berkey and Tim Parker. They represented our club at the All-Star Game, so which is a fantastic achievement, you know, in, in the first year running with uh, with us and Tim, Tim Parker getting his first All-Star call-up ever of his career. So, you know, uh, these guys got a bit of work to do and then... Uh, 
we'll tackle Leeds Leeds Cup. We play a very competitive uh, Columbus Crew team. You know, I mean, they they're really doing some great things on the Eastern Conference. Um, and then, you know, probably the pinnacle of of many of our careers right now is coming up against teams of the of the stature and uh, nature of of Club America. So, you know, going pound for pound with teams like this uh, only makes us grow stronger. Um, to prepare us for that 20th of August game against Austin. And I, I would think, Bradley, I know in a lot of the, the non-league games, you like to get a look at some of the players that don't get much time during the, the regular yeah. MLS season. I would think, especially against a Club America, guys really want to play in that game, right? Sure, 100%. I mean, yeah, Club America is playing like uh, the Barcelona or Real Madrid of the European game, you know, or the Bayern Munichs of the world. Um, so we we want to play the best players or the, place, the best games possible. And uh, I think you've seen over the last couple of weeks with the condensed schedule that we've had, uh, we've been able to be flexible. We've been able to rotate and we've still been able to, to be pretty competitive. So, you know, I expect this stretch now to be no different. Okay, I, I loved your line that we heard before we got started this fairy tale has mm-hmm. turned into business. If I would have told you before the opener against Austin that you would be sitting at first place at the All-Star break, what would you have thought? <laughs> um, I would have told you we've always had confidence in our abilities, uh, whether as a club, you know, even though we're a brand new club, um, the personnel, the people, we believe we, we believe in people and, and good people at that. So we have confidence in what we are doing. We have belief in what we are doing. And, and sometimes those are two difficult things to stop. So uh, would I have believed you? Maybe not. But <laughs> would I have believed in my abilities? Maybe yes. So, you know, I, I'm just saying like everybody who's in those four walls, has a belief and uh, has, a, has a higher standard. That's something I've never really seen before. And as you guys take a break from regular season play, as we mentioned with League's Cup action, you have to feel great about the position you'll be back in once you guys return to regular season play with, I assume, the return of Zhao Klaus. How is he progressing? Yeah, Zhao had uh, another MRI uh, on Friday of last week. So, you know, we, we are going to start progressing along slowly. Um and uh, yeah, I, I would, you know, I, I wouldn't set it in stone that he's there for the Austin game, but uh, we're progressing him towards uh, with an with a you know sort of pencil marking that date in, uh, if that could be a possibility. But uh, having good, strong, healthy players and having a squad that's competing on all fronts, um, you know, is very good for for sort of I think the. Uh, I think the continued success of our group, you know, uh, we don't want to rest on our laurels. We don't want to rest on, you know, just uh, four or three or two individuals to get us over the hump here. We want to try and invest in everybody. We have invested in everybody and uh, we believe uh, we're going to need everyone down the stretch. Bradley, can you talk to us about just the mindset of your team? It seems like every week you got new guys uh, in places and, and they're all playing well. You get Sam Adeneron, you get uh, Miggy doing things, you got AZ Jackson, and, and those are the guys that you know just came, seemed like they just came out of nowhere for us. What have you seen about this team that has gave you confidence to know that these guys are going to be able to perform well? For us as a group and as an organization, it's good to have starting points, right? It's good to have principles and, and uh, the, the way we play and, and the, the culture we, we wanted to build, right? So some players, it might take a little bit longer. Some players, they hit straight off the bat and, and, it, and it runs, you know, from day one. Um, and we've seen guys arriving at different points through the season. So, you know, when guys have arrived and, and finally the penny dropped and, and we get guys in and, and understand now what we are trying to do, 
what it is to be a great teammate, what it is to, you know, adopt the principles and apply the principles. Um, and they've all come at different stages. So, you know, it's almost been like a bump of fresh air every time a new arrival comes. And I'm saying a new arrival, just meaning that the guy or the players finally understood now what it means to, to wear a, a city red jersey. So, you know, we're enjoying this uh, breath of fresh air every couple of weeks with guys bumping up and stepping up and, and performing. And then when you get guys going, going down through injury or suspension, then it's a great platform for um, them to step up and, and, you know, own the own the responsibility. So, you know, it's been great. Is that something that you put solely on yourself and the coaches or, or do you do your players also help with that transition when guys are coming up, coming up? Yeah, listen, we believe in, in ownership and accountability, right? So taking taking responsibility for your actions. And uh, I we get to see how this, you know, ownership group operates every single day, how close they are connected to the team, uh, the humility, the drive, the, the, the sort of key attention to details and, and, you know, the success that, you know, they they have as, a, as an organization. You know, these are great role models for us and uh, as coaches and as players. So, we just try to operate in the footpaths and the footsteps uh, within the ownership group and, uh, you know, try and instill that in the younger players, try and instill that, you know, in, in seasoned veterans and try and instill that in our young journey as coaches or as a club. Along those lines, Bradley Carnell, head coach of St. Louis City SC with us on 101 ESPN. Is there a player or two that in this first half of the season who we in the media don't give a ton of glory to, but you watch on tape all the time and say, that's that's a necessary player for us. Somebody who doesn't put up a ton of numbers, but just goes out and does his job all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's been so many wonderful stories throughout the season. Um and it would be really tough to to signal out one, but uh, I would, you know, the story of a Kyle Hebert. You know, I love the story of an underdog. You know, where somebody no one's believed in um, and and sort of looked over, and then you give somebody a chance and a platform um, based on their physical tools and physical profile, and they're able to do a job right. So, um, a Kyle Hebert, a great success story there, in my opinion. Uh, Celio Pompeu, uh, what a story coming out of college. So these guys undrafted. You know, I love the the American system and, and, you know, just how, yeah, sometimes that college system can be overlooked. Um, and our philosophy, you know, needs a, a different kind of recipe, right? And and sometimes that gets overlooked too. So, you know, we, we, we kind of get everybody's nobodies <laughs> and, we, and we like, and we like to work with that. Right. So, um, and I would say those are two names, but I mean, there's so many to mention. Uh, we could go to the expansion draft, even like an Indy Vesilev or, you know, uh, Joe Akini, like these are guys that nobody really regarded and that's why they were left them, you know, free and unattached. So um, we picked them up and they're doing great things. And I think we could go around the horn with just about every player. Bradley, great stuff. Thanks so much for the time. By the way, is it okay if we continue to experience this as a fairy tale? Why not? Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, have a great break, at least during the All-Star break. And we will talk to you very soon. Thanks very much for the time. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bradley Carnell, the head coach of St. Louis City SC, the Western Conference leading St. Louis City SC in their Ooh. inaugural season in MLS. It is a fairy tale. It is. It's amazing. It's money on really, that. really cool. And you know what? They're fun. They're the, the system that uh, Lutz and Bradley have implemented and employed is really fun soccer. Sometimes you watch soccer and it's really, it's not 
super entertaining. The, mm-hmm. the way they play to me is really entertaining. It is. It's that style of play, the pace of play that they're able to just continue. As That was a big topic of discussion that we had even of if they would be able to sustain this. And they have. And you have a system that's working out so well, giving credit to Lutz and Carnell, that they were able to implement where not only it's a system that's working out for your star players, but it's something that is also translating to some of the younger players that we're bringing up and guys who weren't necessarily stars elsewhere. And I think a big part also is that you expect from this system to get the excitement from the in you know in the run of play goals yeah but that's that was goals uh 16 17 and 18 from set pieces that leads the entire league and there's nothing more exciting than watching Leuven just completely bend it like that yeah. into the goal mm-hmm. or to watch them just oh, set it to touch a class yeah, touch a class and, a and then goal. also the fact that like right they are dominating teams on on crosses and corners if they have a if they get enough corners Either a Denoran or Parker, or somebody's going to find their head on it. They're, they're, they're killing it right now. I need to know what their uh, conditioning regimen is. I need to go over there. Too and much. Run a lot. I need to. I need Wait, to know. Wait, that would be a great idea. Yeah, if we I, I want to know. Well, I want to do it for my kids. That hurts not that good. <laughs> I thought you wanted to get out there. Uh, well, so here's the thing. I, I actually, when I was playing football, we did train with some soccer players, college oh, really? soccer players. They have this test. It's, I don't know the actual name for it, but it's I call it the beep test. So yeah, you have to I know get to about. certain yeah. lines before the beep. The hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. It was so bad that I did it on a Friday. I called the trainer on Monday. I said, yeah, I'm still not okay. I'll see you. <laughs> you think you ever ran three miles in a game? Uh, no. Well, there, that's that why. test. If somebody out there plays, it's plays soccer and you could tell, I, don't, I just know it's the beep I think test. It is, I think it is the beep it test. It is the hardest thing. I thought I was going to die. I've never thrown up in a workout, but I I, I almost. Wow. It's intense. It, it, it was right there, and I, I'm going home. I ain't got nothing. And I'll see you. Took me five days to, to get back together. Well, it's kind of like it's interesting if you ask like track and field athletes, like especially for the sprinters. Like, when's the last time like you ran like a couple of miles? And be like, I don't know. Yeah. Because they that's just not how they train. No. It's what you've been trained yep. for.